You are listening to the Making Life Groups Great podcast. Life groups are important to the life and health of North Monroe and North Church Bastrop. And this is the podcast designed to help you make your life group great through encouragement, sharing of resources, and having an ongoing conversation about the importance of your life group. Welcome back to episode two. Uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, this is Making Life Groups Great. I'm Cody and I got Kevin here with me again. Hey, guys. And uh, we're going to talk some more about life groups and really more about the role of the life group leader today. Um, just wanted to kind of talk a little bit more informally about life groups, just walk in the halls yesterday. You know, some of our life groups are meeting Sunday mornings, some of them Wednesday nights, um, and just kind of see some of those uh, rooms beginning to, you know, have some life again in them. Not, and not that they didn't have life before but you know people are, are starting to come back and this is the time of the year that people would normally come back so we're getting real excited about life groups these days yeah and i know up in bastrop we're starting life groups back this week so um, we're excited to kind of see that life branch out from the worship center to the rest of the building a little mm -hmm. bit so mm -hmm. um can't can't couldn't be more excited about that yeah it really was a great sunday looking forward to this week and uh, definitely the weeks to come. All right, as we talk about the role of the life group leader, we're just going to kind of jump into it. I'm going to throw a question out to Kevin, and I did not prepare him for this, so this should be fun. Kevin, help us understand. Let's just go with the word leader. How would you define that? Man, that's a great loaded question. Thanks for that. <laughs> uh, well, it's funny because leaders, and what I know is, is leaders – means that you have somebody following you. Um, but as a leader, you have to also know where to, who to follow. And, and that's, what's interesting. Um, but what I, what I think about leaders, when I hear the word leader and especially life group leader is leaders have influence. Mm -hmm. Leaders are influencing people no matter if they realize it or not. And I think, I think that's really important to understand is all leaders. If you truly are a leader, if you're out in front of people, if you have people listening to you, watching you, then, then you have influence over those people in mm -hmm. some form or fashion. And, and you may not even realize that. Mm -hmm. uh, so I, I think leadership is, is influence in a lot of ways. Yeah. Yeah. Is that John Maxwell? Is that, I think he's uh, gives us a little bit, Kind of on that definition right. of influence. I can't remember where I heard um, for the first time, but I use it all the time now. Is uh, and I like this: leadership is taking initiative for the benefit of others. And so, all these things that we're asking these life group leaders to do, you know, very very little benefit comes back it, to you personally. I mean, obviously, you have a group, and um, you know, it's it's uh, it's fun, and and I think it is beneficial. But you don't always see that. A lot of times, the benefit is for the the people who are in attendance and even the people who aren't yet in attendance, but maybe one day. Right. You know? That's right. And uh, so awesome. Awesome. Okay. We're going to jump right into it. Just bump my microphone, but we got that back. Let's talk about what a life group leader does. Um, what are some things, Kevin, that you've, you've seen life group leaders doing? Well, I, I mean, I think right off the bat, what life group leaders do is obviously um, they're part of it is, is teaching the word. They're, they're, they're leading in Bible study. Um, and I think we, you know, it's funny, we just had our Wednesday night Bible study last week and talked about James 3.1 and how James tells the the leaders there, the teachers there to be careful not to call yourself a teacher if you're not ready for the accountability that comes with that. Mm -hmm. um, so I think teaching scripture is paramount and it's important, but um, it's not something you just want to volunteer to do out of the goodness of your heart. It, it, I think it, it's part of a calling. Uh, it's mm -hmm. a little bit of a calling. And I, I know the, the life group leaders that I come 
contact with. Even as I'm talking about this, I can see that in their life, that they sense that as um, really important in their life. And so I think um, life group leaders, first of all, they're they're sharing the truth of Scripture with people, mm-hmm. and um, mm-hmm. I think that's really important. Um, but on top of that, I think there's just bringing groups together, creating community, um, excitement, buying in the church, um, yeah. and, and yeah. all those different things that we're yeah. probably going to talk about a little bit today. Yeah, yeah. And we know like spiritual growth happens best in life groups. Mm-hmm. Now, you, you get it on Sunday mornings through worship and, and preaching of the word. But then it's when you get to unpack some of those things or you're studying the Bible with a group is where you really start to see spiritual growth happen. And I, I think also you see uh, as the role of a life group leader, part of that is you're really owning the responsibility of spiritual growth for the members of your life group, which is a big responsibility. I mean, we feel that in ministry, right. you know, it, for the church as a whole, where our responsibility is ultimately to make disciples and and to see spiritual growth happen church wide, and and that is a heavy burden for yeah. a lot of people to carry. It is. Um, it, it is. And and uh, along with teaching the scriptures, along with uh, you know, uh, really just reaching out. I mean, every aspect of ministry, reaching out, uh, spiritual growth, the prayer. I mean, the disciplines. All. I mean, all of that is is kind of wrapped up into that. Um, the good news is you're not alone in that. Um, as as a life group leader, you have uh, a church staff right here to to help you. If whether or not you're in uh, maybe you're in student ministry, you're not alone, and you you don't have to just figure out the best way to help students spiritually grow. You've got Stephen right there. I'm right here for you. Kevin's right there for you, and um and and that's what we really want to be is is to help you uh, be equipped and have the right tools, but also to, to help you stay motivated. And that's part of the reason for this podcast is hopefully this motivates you as we enter in this season where typically we see some of the highest growth is is this next, really next two months. Uh, we want to help motivate you in that too and, and say this is the time, even though it is 2020 and the world is crazy, this is the time where I think people are going to come back. Yeah, that's right. And that, and that's where I land too. And Cody, I think it's really easy. You know, I think about our life group leaders up in Bastrop who who haven't really had anything but Zoom meetings, you know, mm-hmm. in so long. And then they're sick of that. And and I think there's that discouragement that comes and something that, I, that we're here for to help you with is to help you through some of that and help you to realize that even, even the weird COVID, you know, world that we're living in with all this, this seemingly unrest and the things that we don't really understand that God still can do a big thing through your life group. And I think mm-hmm. what I see is, is people are missing community more than ever. And what yeah. life group really mm-hmm. is, is, is a smaller community within the big church community. And man, people are longing for that and you yeah. see it. And yeah. And so I think what an opportunity for us as as um, as life group leaders, um, you guys to to really make an impact in the church like like you hadn't been able to do in a long time, maybe. And I mm-hmm. think Cody's right. This season is traditionally when we have more people coming back and school starting and all those things, and people kind of get in the routine again. But obviously, it's also a time where maybe you can maybe you can reach people that have never been reached in a life group before. So yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's a pretty exciting time, I think. Absolutely. All right. We're going to get into um, a few of the roles. Now, this is not, um, you know, I, I can't even say this is really original. I'm, I'm uh, using some material that I've picked up along the way. But I think one of the, the big mistakes, and we're going to talk about some more of these uh, later on, 
that a life group leader makes is assuming that he is the only one that has to do anything. Trying to if do it all. Yeah. I'm going to lead a life group. I've got to do all of this. Right. And, and I really try, especially when we start a life group, I get, I print this out for those life group leaders and say, look, I don't want you to do everything. I want you to break this up. And here are some roles that you can appoint people to, to give them the opportunity to serve. And so I wanted to walk through that um, right now and talk about some of these roles. The first one is as a life group leader, and, and this is what I think uh, would be kind of the main, you know, as I'm talking to these life group leaders, I would also refer to them as directors. And uh, the director is responsible for teaching the group weekly and or, or even coordinating teachers. I know we have a few life groups that they're not, uh, it's not the same person teaching every week. There's a little bit of a rotation or it's kind of just fill in, the, you know, how, how it, uh, whoever can teach, you know, certain weeks at a time. Uh, the director is going to se- select the curriculum and, and really control the direction of the group. And, and really that's all I want that director to do, um, to kind of be the facilitator and the coordinator. But if their gifting is teaching, then they're, they're the teacher. If their gifting is just to kind of be the coordinator of all of it, then that's fine too. Um, but but that person is really kind of going to going to move the the life group forward. Yeah, and, and and direction. I think that's a really good word because direction. Andy Stanley says this in his leader in one of his books. Um, but he's you know direction determines our destination, and I think that's really important because I can want to go out on I twenty and get to Jackson, Mississippi. But if I go west, I'm not mm-hmm. going to end up in Jackson. I'm going to end up in Shreveport. And so that that director, it's really vital that they they kind of direct the the whole the whole aim of the life group and mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. in the, from the teaching or whatever it is or whatever their, their gifting is. Um, but that direction is so, so important um, from those, those leaders in that, in that spot. Yeah. Yeah. The next one is the uh, welcome leader or some people call them like a host and the welcome leader is responsible for welcoming new guests to the life group and gathering information, which is really important. So you have a new couple say, come to your life group for the very first time who is the person that's going to be responsible for making sure you know who they are as the director, making sure uh, other people in the life group. Uh, I, I've been to life groups before uh, where we kind of walk in and said, I remember this is um, I walked into a It was in a church that uh, they had kind of this twenties and thirties ministry. And um, I wasn't really, I was just finished up college. Wasn't sure where I really fit in. And um, so I tried out this 20s and 30s ministry and walked in, sat down, and and there were some welcome hosts, and they really did a good job. But that is super intimidating the first yeah. time you go to a life group yeah, for the first right. time. And uh, if that person really has to have the right personality, you you gotta you gotta be kind of bubbly, a little bit over the top, but you gotta have be sensitive to not be too yeah. much, you know. Yeah. Um, but that person um, ensures the first time guest is welcome, that we get information because, um, you know, a lot of people, we, we hate to talk about too much about the systems and this. But when a person comes to a life group, we, we need to put them in the uh, churchwide database called Planning Center. We want to add them to your list on groups so that you can check up with them so that you can have a way to contact them. If we don't get any information person comes one time and maybe it's a month later we're we want to reach out to him but we don't have a number or any anything you know that's why it's important in that moment if we can get it 
um, the welcome leader helps us with that. Yeah. And and I think those those moments are so, like you said, are so important because it can be so intimidating to walk into a room, mm-hmm. especially if you don't know anybody, if you maybe you're just trying something out, to have that person who's going to make you feel at ease but not point you out, you know, to and, and to get that information is so important because we don't want anybody to fall through the cracks and, and miss out on an opportunity to minister to those people. So oh, yeah. I agree that that is so, so important. Yeah. And, and, and if that falls back on the teacher, say, say it's just a director and there's not this role, the director is going to go straight into teaching. Yeah. Once you start that lesson and somebody walks in after that point, the, you, you can't stop the lesson to get right. the information to go. And that, you know, so, so that's why it's really important to have that role. The next one is um, events coordinator. This is the fun police, uh, the, the person that is keeping the group, the fellowship time, the, the belonging together, uh, a thing in the group, which has been so hard these days. Yeah, you know? nice. um, I would recommend one big event every semester. So, you know, that may be like everybody goes over and has a fish fry at somebody's house. I mean, I don't expect you to do that all the time, but, you know, have, have it planned, uh, something at least once a semester and then, uh, where everybody gets together and then have some regular gatherings outside of life group. So we don't want life group to just be a Sunday morning or a Wednesday night or one night a week. We want it to kind of branch out beyond that, um, to where you're, you're gathering together, um, informally. And that's where you kind of break down some of those walls. Yeah, it is. And th- and that's where you develop those relationships with other couples or other people uh, in a way that you, you begin to do life together. That's why mm-hmm. we call them life groups in the first place. Mm-hmm. And, and while teaching the word is so important, I think community shouldn't be downplayed in that because, I mean, you know, you brought out in our first episode, Cody, last week about the scripture in the early church. I mean, they met at the church, they met at the temple, but then it spilled over into homes and they yeah. ate meals together. And that's, that's mm-hmm. essentially what we're talking about here mm-hmm. is having those community times times outside of the church that are that are so important to building life um, relationships. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I know I've seen a lot of the groups do really, really good at this um, to to really planning kind of extravagant events, yeah. which are super fun to the, you know, more informal. We're just, you know, somebody has a pool and all the families are together, you right. know, and grilling burgers. Um, but it really helps to have somebody coordinating that yeah. um, and, and just really being on top of the calendar and, and helping communicate, you know, this is what's going on and who's coming. How, how can we prepare for that? The next one is uh, what's called the outreach director. And uh, so this is a person and it's, it, it may take on a few different forms. Really the part, this person would coordinate service opportunities um, and ways to reach out into the community. So what that looks like in some groups is uh, well, one group I'm thinking of in particular uh, prepares a meal and takes it down to the desired street shelter. Um, other groups may actually have a target where they plan an event at a specific location where they know there's going to be a lot of people around that they might be able to reach out to. Yeah. They, they, uh, may also coordinate partnerships with, uh, or with partnerships that our church has like desired, desired street shelter is one, um, Maybe it's a school, you know, that we partnered with and, mm-hmm. and uh, do fun events for. Uh, but th- this gets your group serving together, which is another level. It's so important um, 
to to be able to bond together. Yeah. Uh, you know, the one level of bonding happens at the fellowships. When you serve together, it's a whole nother level. Nothing like it. That's yeah. exactly right. Yeah. And we have we have several groups that do uh we have they have even an ongoing ministry, they do fire fire ministry to victims who lose their homes, mm-hmm. lose things during mm-hmm. fire, and that's kind of an ongoing ministry. But then we have several groups who will do these, like you're talking about, just these going out and and actually serving at a a food bank or you know working on our for our city, doing our flower beds for the city, yeah, and those yeah. those things, those opportunities to serve together, um, will take that whole relational community to a whole different level. Mm-hmm. When you serve with somebody, it's almost like you're in the trenches together and you're, yeah. you're you're sweating for a common purpose and that that really brings people together and it's oh, it yeah. doesn't need to be undervalued in that in that life group it needs to be um, really paramount i think that's really important mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so those are four roles of a life group or within a life group for the leadership director welcome leader events coordinator and outreach director and uh, i'll put this together in an email and send it out um or some kind of document that you can have access to and see all these things we're talking about. Um, I highly recommend every life group, no matter what your size of life group to begin to uh, appoint people or assign people to these and, and do it. Don't just, don't just fill holes, uh, fill these roles, but do it based off of gifting and ability. Be purposeful about it. Purposeful about it. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, if you don't know, then, then take a week or two and do some spiritual gifts, evaluation and and then from that see how these these roles can be filled within your life group um a few things to remember would be the next section that that i uh want to kind of jump to and and these are some things we've actually talked about this first one on here about keeping track of your life group well we did a little bit with with um first time guests right um but it really is important to keep track of your life group so that everybody knows that somebody cares about them. Now, there, there's this tension. You People want to be, they want to feel like they're known and unique, but they also don't want to really stand out as, oh, I'm, I'm now on this list of hadn't attended in seven weeks. Yeah. You know, yeah. you don't want to be called out for that, but you also want to be known and it's a, a delicate balance there. And I think too, that's so easy. And it's so important during this, this time we're living in where we're kind of hit and miss. A lot of us are, are in and out, um, but people do want to know that they're missed. And, and we live in an age where text messages are so mm-hmm. easy to send. And that's such an easy way to keep, keep tabs and just let people know that, Hey, we missed you. Uh, we don't want to draw attention to you, but we do, we do miss you when you're not there. Yeah. And um, that's, yeah. that's important. And, and this is why I know the, the role sheet, um, Seems annoying at times. Yeah, uh, we we've set it up digitally online with with uh, groups on Planning Center. Uh, we've tried to make it as easy as possible. If paper works for you, do paper. If online works for you, go online. That's that's even more helpful. But keeping up with the role and and seeing okay, this we hadn't seen so and so in three weeks now, and uh, you know what? I wonder what's going on. That's always the question we ask. What's going on? It's not that we think anybody's a bad person. We just want to know what's going on, and uh, that that uh, keeping the role helps us to do that. Um, the second thing is remember, you know, treat the group like a family, um, and and that maybe goes to the that host or welcome leader or maybe the events coordinator. Um, I didn't realize this until maybe this past year or so that in our culture today. And, and 
maybe this is less true in Northeast Louisiana than maybe a larger metropolitan area, but people are not as close to their uh, family, their kin family, uh, than they as they used to be. Yeah. And so there's a lot of people moving into town. Um, me, I'm I'm 45 minutes from the closest family, um, and so. I think that leaves people, the more that happens, that leaves people longing. We still have a longing for family. And and I think this is where life groups can really fill that role of being a family, even though you may not have a family close by. Um, and so that's why it's important to remember to kind of keep that mindset of life group being a family for a person or for the individual or that couple. Um, life groups can meet a deep need in a per- person's life. Uh, that's why we have to care for our life group members. Um, and maybe within that, we need to have a list and and we can get this together. Um, and we may recruit some of you of what are some resources that say a family moves into town, they have no ties to Monroe, but they're wanting to plug into a life group. What are some resources that we all kind of have, you know, we, we just know because we've been here, Monroe and Bastard, we've been here. Right. Uh, but they may not know. And, you know, whether that's counseling services or where's the best place to get your oil changed or, you know, best haircuts, Mexican food, yeah. best Mexican food. Yeah. All those things. And, and that really helps people uh, connect, I think, and, and treat life group like a family. Uh, the next one is just a thing to remember is keep the Bible central. Um, and this is where we kind of were at the very beginning. Kevin brought this up of, you know, the one of the big roles of life group leader is to teach the Bible. And we've got to keep the Bible central to the spiritual growth of our people. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm always a little hesitant of when a new Bible study comes out. And now Lifeway we love, um, and there's not many of these, but there's there's a few. I mean, some of these Bible studies, and I'm not going to call out anyone in particular, but I think we need to we need to kind of have a filter. Okay. How does this tie this particular Bible study that we want to use a six week study? Is it tied into scriptures? Is it, how does it help the life group? Is it, cause there's some great ones out there, but they may not be really great for life groups. Right. You know, I agree. Have you seen that Kevin? I have, you know, I think, for for life group and what's different is people go to worship they hear a sermon mm-hmm. there's no interaction you know they're just listening and soaking in and that's a good part and that's a big part of of what we do um think it's scriptural but but I think the value of a life group is that opportunity to to sit around God's word in a way that almost like you're eating a meal mm-hmm. and you're you're digesting it and you're chewing it but I think what we tend to do what I've noticed in the past is we tend to bring our worldviews in and we impose it on the scripture instead of allowing the scripture to, yeah. to shape our yeah. worldview. And that's what we want our life groups to do is help people where they are, you know, and allow some openness, allow dialogue, allow feedback um, and talk about these things. But like you said, always keep the word central and always allow the the word to be what God's mm-hmm. um, God's our application. And, mm-hmm. and certainly in life group, that's what we're looking for is application. We want people to live the word, not just to hear it. And, and this gives them an opportunity to kind of talk through those things, but also to see how how vital the scripture is to our our daily life. Yeah. Yeah. The best thing you can do as a life group leader is encourage your members to read the Bible, interact with it on their own personal time. Right. And help them see how that applies to what's going on in their life. And and, you know, a lot of times that's through journaling. Uh there's a lot of different ways. 
But if you can get your members in the word, it's going to be transformational. Yeah. yeah. Um, always have an open seat. That's the next one on my list. And that, that goes a little bit with all we're talking here. As we connect with new people in our church, um, the last thing that somebody wants to walk into is a room with their, and they're all circled up and you have to pull up your own chair to yeah. that circle. Right. Um, the likelihood of returning to that life group is probably slim. Now the Lord works in mysterious ways, but um, if we, more than that, it helps you as a life group leader. If you have an open seat and you're thinking, I want to fill that seat, it's going to, it's going to switch in your mind that this life group is not just about us. Right. This is meeting the need of, of, um, for people who aren't here yet. Uh, yeah, and I think, and, you know, the church world, we kind of operate on an 80% is full type type yeah, s- yeah. situation. And I think that's a pretty good, pretty good deal. I mean, you want to have more chairs than you absolutely mm-hmm. need mm-hmm. and create some space and create room. Because if you don't have that room, man, that's not an inviting situation that people no. are walking mm-hmm. into. Mm-hmm. It's like, we don't really want you to be a part of our family. And um, that's what we want people to feel is, is they want to, they want to be a part of, of what's going on there. So yeah. yeah, allow for that space. And if you, you know, we're going to, I know one of our episodes, we're going to talk about space issues and yeah. things like that, yeah. but that's so important. And if you're pushing the boundaries of your space, talk mm-hmm. to one of us and let's find out how we can alleviate some of that pressure because yeah. we want people to have an opportunity to have a space in your in your class. And now more than ever, you know, people want to walk into a room that is not super full yep. and, you know, social distance and, and all that. And so it's it, this is probably even more important. And uh, I would say this last little point here on this section is, is really important just to keep a healthy group and a healthy group is a balanced group and, and a purposeful group. And so our, uh, five purposes, you, you've got to apply the five purposes to your life. We do it as a church, uh, church wide, we do it in each ministry area. We want you to do that in your life group where you have uh, at least some aspect of each one of these worship, discipleship, fellowship, uh, ministry, and mission. And so uh, discipleship is easy. We see it as teaching the word. Uh, We might break our groups into smaller groups where we're holding each other accountable. We get the fellowship aspect pretty easily uh, with life groups. Uh, We may even get ministry um, fairly easily in that. But maybe we hadn't thought about how we could worship together. And and that doesn't necessarily mean you got to have Tim or Blake or somebody come in and, and turn on a track and you know, leading the song, but it may mean some creative time of, of how can we slow down enough yeah. to tune our hearts to what God may have for us. Um, you may have to create that. Um, and I don't necessarily have a good answer for you right now, uh, but, but something to think about to keep a healthy and balanced group. And then the last one is mission in, in really what, what could be a target out there that, that you as a group could, uh, shoot for to, you know, make our communities better, to reach more people, um, to just to help others and and uh, serve together. So keep a healthy group. We're gonna segue into this last little section, and this is a fun one: the uh, the five mistakes a life group leader makes. This probably doesn't apply to anybody that's listening, and we have no man, names. That's right. That's right. We're not thinking of anybody in particular. Uh, these are probably, you know, as I was thinking through this list, these are mistakes I think that I have made yeah. as I've maybe led a life group in the past yep. or coordinated some of these. So uh, we're going to start from five and go down to number one. 
Number five, the life group leader talks the whole time. Big mistake. Why is that, Kevin? Man, but well, your life group should be a place where everybody has a has a voice. If you're a family, and uh, and you truly are sitting around the dinner table talking, man, if your dad talks the whole time and never asks questions, never gives anybody else, that's that's kind of a one sided deal. Yeah. Uh, and, and some classes may work better with like a lecture teacher. Yeah. That, I mean, yeah. You know, but at the same time, um, you don't want that that opportunity to slip away to hear and to, to create dialogue mm-hmm. and to create those moments. Plus it gets really boring listening to the same person <laughs> talk over and over. That's why there's two of us, right? Yeah. 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 We wouldn't. Yeah. If it was just me, uh, I don't think anybody would be listening yeah. anymore. Uh, number four is the mistake we make. Number four is uh, we don't get the information from the new guy or the new couple. Um, we let it, you know, they slip in. We've already started the lesson and, we get done and somebody comes and asks us a question about the lesson that we just covered. And that couple or that guy slips out the door. We've got no information. That's a big mistake. And I, and I think that we've talked about this already, but um, the, the mistake there seems to be kind of nominal. I mean, it doesn't seem big for us because, oh, well, we'll just get it right. next time or we'll get it when they see them. But what we've missed out is an opportunity for relationship with those people mm-hmm. and to, to really mm-hmm. um, to value them. And um, we're letting them, I don't want to say escape, but we're letting them out without any contact. Um, and that's, man, that's not going to benefit them and it's not going to benefit our group. So yeah. I think that's so yeah. important. Yeah. So important. Yeah, absolutely. Number three, the life group. And maybe I'm thinking of uh, how we teach the life group. Yeah. But the life group is super intense and overly serious. Um, we got to have some fun in life groups, don't you think? Uh, yeah, I think so. <laughs> we need to laugh a little bit. I mean, yeah. that's that's yeah. uh, that's what you do life with people. You want to be able to laugh and share. And, and um, yeah, sometimes when it's just, uh, man... Super intense and, and kind of, you know, you're getting that in worship. I mean, I don't want to say it's super intense, but it's a whole different atmosphere. Yeah, yeah. And your life group, you know, it it does. You do want to kind of want to tend to have it a little bit more laid back and uh-huh. um, not just overly um, serious. And I, I think that the word, the teaching the word can be fun. Yeah. Um, you yeah, know, the, yeah. the the Hebrews, it says the, the word of God is living and active. And I think that's that's. Part living and, and we live, we laugh, we love, we mm-hmm. we have all those moments of fun and laughter. And I think that's really important to incorporate into a life group for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Number two, and this is really what we've been talking about the whole time. Uh, number two mistake that we make is we never ask for help. So this is the guy that, uh, you know, you're just taking charge of the life group and you're going to do all this. And, um, the end result is probably burnout. I, I don't know how many times I've seen, you know, guys just get overwhelmed because it is a big task. Yeah. Um, and not just asking for help and in, in maybe assigning some of these life group leader roles, but asking for help from one of us. Like, yeah. hey, I've got an issue in my life group. I'm not sure how to deal with that. Um Man, we want you to come to us. Yeah, that's what we're here for. Mm-hmm. And that's really one of our main roles is to help you facilitate that. And uh, if you need resources, if you don't know where to look for curriculum, and that's what we're here for. So let us kind of help you with that burden and, and free you up to do something else. And mm-hmm. But I but I know even, you know, I mean, I don't have a whole lot of dealings with Monroe and you don't have a whole lot of dealings with Bastrop Life Groups, but we're we're available to, yeah. to everybody. Yeah. I mean, just, um, you know, if there's anything you want to know or if there's a um, any way we can help you, we want to be a resource for you. So don't don't hesitate to ask for help. Absolutely. And that leaves us with number one. 
and this is this is the we've got it number one for a reason. Uh, I think this is a big mistake we all make, um, probably on a weekly basis, and that's me included. That we assume everybody in life group is just doing fine. Um, you know, I, it, this taken me a long time to realize that uh, it's now people are doing okay for the most part, but not everybody's doing great. Yeah, and and we've got to be sensitive to that as a life group and. Uh, really, you've got to have those times in an hour on Sunday morning or Wednesday night, maybe not enough. Check in with your people, see yeah, how things are going. We all know this. When we come into church, even if we're coming to a life group, um, we're usually we're usually better there oh, than we yeah. are anywhere else. And we don't, we don't come just totally exposed in our life right, and, right. and we're kind of on our best behavior and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, I think, I think we can't just assume anybody's okay. We have to create those moments outside of life group um, to do life. So, so that we'll know that um, there are times when people are going through stuff that man, mm-hmm. they, they're just struggling and they need to talk or they need to be prayed for or, Somehow we can minister to them and and um, don't ever just assume no, anything. No. Yeah, don't just assume. And uh, that kind of wraps up our list of the role of life group leader and you know some encouraging things. Hopefully you picked up a little bit there. What we're going to do um, next week is we're going to do um, how to teach a great Bible study. Does that All sound right. good, Kevin? Man, that sounds really good. And uh, and so I'll just say this, you know, talking about life group leaders today, specifically aimed at you guys that are leaders um, and ladies, um, We, I know I speak for Cody here. We are so thankful for you yes. because we know you don't have to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, we do know that you probably feel called to do it, and we are super thankful for your your faithfulness, your dedication, your, your ongoing just support of the church, but also just loving people the way God, you know, has instructed us to love people. So we're thankful for you. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for what you do. Well, that's going to wrap up our episode two for today. Uh, look forward to next one, uh, one coming up next week on how to teach a great Bible study. This is the Making Life Groups Great podcast. Thanks for joining us.